Today's episode of Daily DVR is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, CuffLinks.com. Head over to CuffLinks.com right now. Use code DVR20 and save 20% off your order. Now listen, the Delta's out there. COVID's still around. We know that. But people are going outside. You can be safe. And if you're going to be outside and you're going to be safe, you know what you're going to be doing? Looking good because you went to CuffLinks.com. Whether you're getting married, going to a wedding, you want some nice fall accessories, okay? And when I say accessories, I don't just mean, oh, that's a nice little thing there. How about some Star Wars? How about some Marvel, some DC, some Game of Thrones? Cufflink has all the greatest high-end accessories that you could want if you want to look good. And they have the fun stuff, too. All the stuff that I mentioned, all the geeky stuff that we love. So head over to cufflinks.com, use code DVR20, save 20% off today. Thank you, Cufflinks. Cufflinks.com. Welcome back. The Daily DVR does Impeachment American Crime Story. My name is Axel. I'm here today with Gina and a special guest, DJ Tim Hines, but before we introduce them, just want to thank everyone for the awesome reviews that we have been getting on the iTunes. We came through with another one, and I want to give a shout out to, as soon as I bring it up on my phone, I want to give a shout out to Meg589 and to the 15 or Yeah, 16 other people who gave us a good review. We appreciate it. Thank you, Apple, for featuring us. You can find out more about us at DVRpodcast.com. And you can subscribe to Daily DVR. I just did a great podcast with Matt, the original host of Podcast Winterfell, on his Before the Dragon podcast, where we talked about the new Game of Thrones series trailer for House of the Dragon. So check that out. And thank you, Matt. And now I'm going to hand it over, or I should say I'm going to welcome Tim and Gina. Hello, Gina. Hello. Hi. How's it going this week? Going good. I'm going to, I'm trying, I've been a little under the weather. I'm going to get through this. Uh, My voice, it might fail me a little, but that's why we have a special guest, a man who always comes to chat, he's got the <laughs> jokes, he's got the history, and he's got the beats, the house beats, that is, DJ Tim Hines. That's right. This is the Tim Peachment episode. I'm coming through <laughs> with some jokes, coming through to help Axel save his voice a little bit, even though uh, I find under the weather like a really strange term because like, aren't we all under every type of weather at all times? It's true. Yes. Like yes, there's no below weather. No. But anyway, you know, that's just kind of semantics, but you might need that in court one day. So, you know, just to be on the safe side, because we're about to get to court. And I thought we were heading there this episode. And I was just pleasantly surprised at the slowness of this episode, but the tension that I got. This was something else, and I'm really glad to be on this particular episode. All right. It's good to have you. 
I love the Tim Peachment, by the way. I think that's very clever. Yeah. And and we should tell everyone Thank that. You. Came up with that on the fly last night. Love it. Love it. We should tell everyone that Tim greeted us with uh, Monica and Linda as his background. And it kind of freaked <laughs> me out. I just started laughing. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of freaky, Tim. Um, what an episode. Yeah. And it's amazing to have you, buddy. Everybody knows DJ Tim Hines. He's the man. This episode. You now you, you do. Yeah, baby. You texted me and you were like, this made me so angry. Like, you know, uh. it was really upsetting. And um, I have to say, I was pleasantly surprised because not only did I feel that Monica held up to this scrutiny so well and waited for her mom, right? And all the bullshit and didn't even have, I mean, it was, I mean, they got her like so many people where she could have just walked away as soon as they walked up to her. They had, they were not arresting her. Yeah. Um, you know, she didn't have to even go with them at all. But the way that she held it together and it was more watchable. They made this like kind of insufferable day more watchable. <laughs> and I thought it was an amazing episode right off the bat. I'm giving it five. I just caught on the news that Bill's going to give some testimony tomorrow. Sneak peeks this week because this was a great app. This was my favorite episode of the season so far. Bill's actually not going to give any testimony because Bill's got sepsis and he's in the hospital right now. Oh, is he really? Well, yes. I, I don't know if it's really sepsis. <clears throat> I think they're making a huge deal out of it because it could have become sepsis. And I don't know. There's a well, lot of, you know, it's saying it's sepsis. Oh, they were. I, Cause I yes. heard it was like really not that bad. And because that, you listen to social media, Instead of no, the news. Yeah, I was you're, listening to the news all Mark day. Mark Zuckerberg News told you that shit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, I was listening to 10 10 just a little while ago, and they said that it actually is sepsis, um, but the doctors are glad they caught it this early. Really? And it's sepsis from a UTI. I know. Now, I, most people know how UTIs <laughs> have gotten. I mean, I don't know about the old age, but, you know. Uh, well, it was their anniversary earlier this week. The Kraken? Yes. Yes, it was. Cause she posted this kind of hot anniversary picture of them. I'm like, Oh, look at that. Look at their wedding day. They're both so cute. I don't know. Um, no, nobody died this week. Funny. Not yet. All right. We're good. We're good. But uh, yeah, Axel, I don't know if we're going to get that. Uh, what you speak of is a little testimony, but I, you know, from this show, as far as it being about the impeachment of Bill Clinton, the little Bill Clinton we've seen, I'm I'm not surprised at his actions that they portrayed. And I'm also I don't really care as much. I'm really invested in Monica and I never thought I would be in sure. this show. And I'm really also have a love hate relationship with Linda Tripp. A love-hate relationship. Mm. Yeah, like I love to hate the character. Like, <laughs> oh, wow. I, no, like I love her because the acting is is amazing. But like, I yeah. hate her as a human being. Yeah. And it's it's amazing how well she's playing this 
person who I can so believe every step of her methodology and just going about it because, you know, working in local government, I see weird shit like this all the time to move up to like a clerk's position. Forget about like working, working at the in Pentagon. the Oval Office, <laughs> the penthouse, Pentagon. Yeah, the penthouse, as you say, the Pentagon. I mean, it's it's like, you know, what I see like on a grand scale. So that power struggle to never want to leave is so corruptible Good. that I, I, I like love that they they delve this hard into them, you know, into those characters instead of it being like the defense team of, of Bill Clinton so much. Yeah, you know, I'm sure we'll get to there, but it's, you know, I, this is to me, it's, it's interesting. I, I like as much as I knew about a lot of this stuff growing up and paying attention. It also puts a lot of pieces together a little better for me. Yeah. Well, and I've always thought that just the title impeachment American crime story, like, you know, it's not Bill and Monica American crime story It's impeachment. And it almost seems like it's a flip on, well, the crime here is the fact that they impeached him. Do you know what I mean? Because we see all this behind the scenes with, you know, um, Ann Coulter and her merry band of minions and, um, it's you relentless. know, and Ken Starr's team. And man, we got some, <laughs> we got some stuff to talk about with those men. Oh, holy now, Jesus. Before we get into the show too much, that organization or bureau that Ken Starr runs, that's constantly running correct like that's a that's an ongoing they're, they're like they're constantly investigating every active president am i is that right or wrong um i that's, don't think that's no. necessarily true i then think there has these, to be a call to appoint special counsel to investigate then what 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 was the name of that bureau they said like the it was some kind of standards or something like they it seemed like they were functioning all the time like, cause they were like, if we can't get them on this, we'll get them on this. Like, it's almost like they're looking actively looking. And I, I thought that was interesting because they said they're paid by the government. They are, but this is kind of like this team was appointed the same way. Um, Mueller was mm -hmm. appointed okay. to investigate okay. Trump. Exactly. Excellent. Yeah. That makes, yeah. okay. That makes a lot of sense. Perfect comparison. Right. He is not, but you know why I think you think that? Because there's a person that's called the special counsel to the president. Right. That's different. Yes. And in the way he portrayed, like, they almost want to be holier than thou. Like, yeah. they don't want to go for. They're an independent counsel. They're, okay. they're supposed. But really, they were like set up oversight? by a bipartisan. It has to be voted in. Right. So they but the people who were supporting them were mainly Republicans, obviously. Yes. And that's what it was. It's, you know, a political use of the system to go after him for political reasons. Yeah, they you're right, Tim. It seems that way. And that's what's disturbing about it. Right. And they have the FBI at their fingertips yes, to go exactly. you know, do things. And yeah. that's what this was fucked episode up. was pretty much like the culmination of that power and mm -hmm. kind of not. And that's what I thought was <laughs> clumsily. Super interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad um, you said something, Tim. Um, I'm surprised that 
we are spending this much in prequel that we haven't reached the actual impeachment yet. Um, <laughs> because I, I feel like what Gina just said is going to be the crime. Yeah. Like it really shouldn't have come to that. Yeah. It's a crime that this even ever. Yes. Happened, really. No, I agree. And that's why I love, that's why I'm, I mean, that's why I think this episode was fantastic. The way it just, I was saying to my wife, that old saying, truth is always stranger than fiction, man, this, 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 this really shows it. And Ryan Murphy is the perfect person and his crew that he puts together of everyone else involved of course too to illustrate it this was just such a this is just like a i, I don't even know i, I don't want to compare so, it to like a comedy movie because it's worse well you know i don't want to insult that, anything it was like it's such a joke it was a bumbling of the yeah. system and, and it started off with linda just Taking her sweet ass time, stuck in traffic, oh, laying out her clothes. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. wanted to you know, the pearls or the heart necklace. What do right. I do? Like <laughs> it goes to show like the the mindset of of her. Like she was in such a place of like, I'm gonna get notoriety and I have a little bit of power at this particular moment, and she was gonna take it all. And even though it was absolutely nothing. So and it turned on her in, in the end, which was phenomenal. But just from the start, she opens up with one of the I think the best lines of the show. Only in context of watching the show, like you couldn't take it out and like quote it somewhere, but. She's standing in the room ready to go meet Monica, and they're all staring at her in like a circle and. She just says, it's the right thing to do. <laughs> and, yeah. and then goes downstairs and, and sets her up. And I, I like was so taken back by the way she said it because it was so perfect because she convinced herself so much mm. of what she was doing was the right thing. Even though she knew deep down she had spite behind the whole thing. Yeah. And personal gain, potentially, mm -hmm. like her book deal and power, whatever she was looking for. Oh, it was so good. And, you know, the shift, like we're going to give it to um, Colin Hanks's character to, to, to do the interview. And he was doing a, such, a much better job, but just not fast enough. And to, to bring in that other... Uh, I wrote his name down when I was texting with Axel. The other uh, Jackie Mike. Bennett. Jackie oh, okay, Bennett. Yeah. When they brought him in, Ugh. to me was like the perfect impersonation of an of a an intimidation that could easily have gone their way. Yeah. And by overuse of power, which they don't have. Yeah. It, that that was to me like why this episode was so good. It was the gross violation of twisting what they know. She said lawyer three times and, and they, they pretended it was a different way and they skated yep. around it. And they waited till they knew he would be gone from the office to actually call him. Oh, you know? right. 
oh yeah, it's the weekend. He's oh, you yeah. know how they they play golf. Oh, what are you gonna call him for? He's just um, I forget what kind of attorney that guy was, but it wasn't a civil attorney. It, you know, whatever it was, they were trying to knock her down, and I, you know, I don't know the the way they portrayed her character so far. She's smart, but she's naive, and I'm surprised that she was able to hold her ground like that because most people <clears throat> would fold like you hear the feds it, it's a whole different animal than like you know your your local police department having you like you get you know anybody who knows stuff knows like you don't want to go to federal prison like they hit you with everything and they usually never lose yeah i mean these guys i mean the title of the episode is called manhandled and it's pretty clear why because yeah, they totally manhandle her. And from the beginning, they're taking joy in what is about to happen. You know, they they dub it Operation Prom Night because it's half an hour with a girl in a hotel room. They figured that was all it was going to take. You know, I mean, they're just such a bunch of freaking misogynists and always underestimate people. These type of guys always underestimate women. Always. And, and they, they clearly did this time, too. They actually, I, you know, I don't know if it was on purpose, but they threw an Asian agent, a woman agent, like in that circle. And I would say if that's a stretch, it was probably all men in that. It room. was all men. And no. there because I we've a couple of outlets have been covering like, how close is this to the to reality? Both man. Um, Slate and Vulture have been covering that. And they said there were no men. There were no male agents around. And I think in some interview, MX said, it would have been great if we had a female agent we could have bring in, but we didn't have any. Because, well, you know, consider the time too. Right. I mean, it was the 90s, but it's still not a lot of female FBI agents, I guess, or, you know, people on that team. So, so you know, now we, you know, we kind of know, right? I guess for clarity, Linda's mother knows. I mean, not Linda. Uh, Monica's mother knows, um, which I don't know if they were right or wrong. Could make her co-conspirator, but I, I mean, I don't know if because you know something makes it, you know, how far it could go. I mean, I, I wish I knew the actual legal precedent they have, even though it seemed like they didn't. Yeah. Um, and thankfully, that you know that lawyer came through with the just yeah he was awesome bill ginsburg oh my god that's gosh. my favorite that was, um, yes that scene yeah. oh my god i i just before we before we get to him um i did want to kind of rewind us a little bit because we were starting out talking about with linda when she was getting just getting ready at the beginning and i didn't have a chance i just wanted to jump in now i have a little bit of breath to give you um, hey, take, take the oxygen. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, I just, you know, from watching the whole series so far, and it's good to hear you were talking in the beginning, Tim, your thoughts on the series so far and the love-hate relationship you have with Linda. And I feel the same, too, because it's such a great acting. Um, it's like a master class we're watching. But the person is so horrible. But they're also writing it and showing. I just notice again how the shades in her house are always closed, right? Like 
it's always so depressing. She's such a depressive person and such a self-hating person. But the, the trauma that she's about to cause and the way she goes about it, and I love what you said, Tim, where she said, you, you just have to do it. The way they circled back to bring us to this moment, I thought was really brilliant. And I was reading another article that was like, why aren't more people watching this show? And I think it's just politics has the last four or five, six years or whatever. Yeah. Pol you know, some people are just turned off. It's not enjoyable. Yeah, when to it them, was OJ, you know? it was, right. you know, almost like it's fun. Pop culture. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, exactly. This it's pop still, culture. This is still, this is still political a little bit. Yeah. You know, it's a little, it's, I guess, not far enough removed. Exactly. And it definitely has a, I mean, I don't think anyone thinks Ryan Murphy didn't vote for Clinton. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like both <laughs> all of the Clintons, you know, like multiple times. Definitely. Uh, this is a well, Democrat make. These are very liberal people making this show. So there is and that is I think that there's no question behind that. This is not this is much. This is definitely a show that is not on uh, Ann Coulter's side. <laughs> right? I, I, I don't I don't feel like they're trying to push no 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 I'm not saying push that. It I'm not or, yeah. or hide it it you know I think it's showing all these people as really rotten people yeah there are a I, lot of really rotten true. people you know, that, other that's than, a good point other than Betty you know like <laughs> I, I don't really like anyone on this show Betty's not so hot herself um no, but you know, she's just doing her job with a smile. Yeah, she true. feels bad. She has a conscience. She's like, yeah. you know, you're leading this poor girl on. But everybody else is so, you know, for themselves. And that's so government. I feel like that's almost the point of the show. It's more of like, see the rise in ranks for everybody. You know, look, yeah. even the, the guys in Ken, Star Ken Star's office, like, get all giddy for the, this operation that yeah. like they want to rise. They're going to get something. And, you know, everybody moves up. And up you know, not, nobody stays where they're at. And it goes to show you, just look at. Kavanaugh. You know, right, well, where, we're, where we are now. Correct. Like, that's a really good comparison. Like, I don't know Jackie Bennett, where he made it to. But, like, we've seen so many other figures who are way higher power than they were in in this show yeah. in right now pre true. present time and not maybe not political but matt drudge with the pop culture and the and making fortune uh and culture mm -hmm. with books and and you know all types of being everywhere um you know there's it just like a lot like uh, jake tapper like that was to me i i had no idea but it makes sense because you he probably had a little something to add somewhere along the line and they hired him. All right, you have a piece of information. You could do this. And then all of a sudden he was good <clears throat> and rose up. I'm yeah. going to imagine, you know, because everybody in this realm has a little something. Yeah, no, dude, you're right. This is their power brokers and light and Linda is the ultimate power broker here. And I just, uh, I, and really following her, I think, you know, we really start off the whole series with that scene where we came back to in this episode. Right. And I think that's an important point, which is yeah. make her stay and watch. I want that treacherous bitch to see what she has done to me. And now, we don't hear her say that in this episode. We, oh, yeah, I think we did again. Did, did she say it again? 
I don't uh, think she did actually. I think they, 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 they did a little bit of a Rashomon here. I wanted to make that point. I'm almost definitely I sure. Think, I think they did say it again, just because one of the articles said this is verbatim what Lewinsky said at the time. I, I, I saw that article too, but I didn't. I what? What Tim? I didn't hear her say. Yeah, I do not believe that she said it this time. I think that they were, like I said, it was interesting to me. It was a by bit that of, point, they had dismissed. Yes, yeah, Linda. exactly. And, they jumped forward, which was to where I thought that dismissal of Linda was amazing. Like that, just like was like, yeah, we don't need you. Yeah, like, but let me just was, Tim. Let me just stay on the point of yeah. the what the thing. I think it's a bit of a Rashomon where. What does that mean? That's what I'm going to explain. Where they wanted to show us the first time that key, key, like surprise us with Monica's strength, right? And also vitriol because we're just getting into this. Then to go back and show us their entire relationship and then not have her say that, but go, but more so lean into her almost having a panic attack and us feeling what she was going through at that time to me was a smart choice because when we, we kind of, it's almost like Monica rose back up into that with us watching her in that we, room for such a long period of time. We like grew into the, into the scene. It was yeah, redu exactly. redundant. Yes, it would have been redundant, and it gives like them an the, opportunity to show, like you said, Tim, she is a complicated uh, woman, young woman at 24, where she is extremely intelligent and aware, but she's also naive and doesn't make the best choices, right? So, And that's a lot of people that age. Yeah. So I thought it was great. 44. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. No, I like the, the, <laughs> yeah. the Ramadan that was used here. That was good. Yeah, well, that's that's a diff. That's different. But so, no, but as, as far as Monica, that was Jean Luc like, Godard made that one. This. I feel like this gives Monica a lot more credit and credibility. I know mm -hmm. she was involved with it, but you know, we ne no one ever really paid attention to her side of the story. She was always yeah. just looked down upon as the mistress or the young intern, or you know. This is to me like I have a lot more sympathy for her than I ever did. Just and then I have uh, this episode gave me a lot more like respect for her for holding her own, like not caving to these the pressure. And you know, it still seems she's naive, but she knew she knew that you know she from her upbringing that there's ways out. You don't mm -hmm. you know you don't give in to to, to yeah. this so simply. Yeah. yeah. And she knew enough to try to find a way to call in Warren the president, even though that didn't work. You know, hey. she tried calling Betty. She actually did that yeah. and did not get through. And how different would things have been had she got through? Wow. That really. So that's pretty. That's accurate right there. Yeah. That she had tried. That's interesting because that's a question I wanted to ask you all. Because really, this is a rather simple episode, right? 
She goes yeah. into a room. It goes back and forth. We break out once to the to the creeps, where they celebrate with the with the you know listening to the tapes. We go actually, I think two two times to the creeps. Yeah. We go a little bit to the office before in the preparation, but main, mainly it's the interrogation. Yeah, okay? there's a couple. couple so of the yeah, a little bit. You know, with the parent, but everything Holy is connected Jones. to the to the to yeah. the thing here. Um. But uh, I'm sorry. Well, I, I forgot what I was trying to. When you, st- I forgot what was I saying. Oh, we were about <laughs> how she tried. To, she actually did. Try oh yeah, to that was it. Okay. So so that okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, Gina. Uh, <laughs> okay. You guys are being so good. Bear with me. Um, but my question to you is this. Because uh, I had a disagreement with my wife. Um, when they are sitting and watching TV and they're first watching NYPD blue, which I thought was hilarious. It's like the worst show to possibly watch while you're in an interrogation. Um, they then flip really quick. Uh Oh, Bill Clinton's giving testimony tomorrow. When Monica sees this, my mind is this. She sees it. She go, she starts thinking she, Oh shit. Okay. The reason why they picked me up, is because they want me to stop him from knowing, from not let him know that they know about me because if he knows, he won't lie. And if he doesn't lie, there's no impeachment. So the reason why they were trying to stop her from getting in contact with Bill Clinton or with Betty or with anyone else Mm -hmm. was because they wanted Bill Clinton to walk in there the next morning and lie. So my question to you two is, why the fuck did they pick her up the night before? Why didn't they just wait until the day after? <laughs> it was so stupid. It made right. absolutely no sense. Because and she might have then clammed up forever. What? No why? Because she knew he was. It doesn't I, matter. They still have the tapes. They still have Linda Tripp. They yeah. still have every. They would have a stronger position. You're right. They never made a point of why it was so imperative yeah. that day. No, it made no sense. And they and she was smarter than them because she figured out I have to tell him. Mm-hmm. And by the way, there would be absolutely no illeg- illegality with her doing that. Because she was not arrested, she could have told him that they said everything that they said to her in that room and the tape. But, she could have told him about the tapes. Then it would have been. Hold on. They should, could have tampering. told him about the tapes. No, it would not have been. Because they told her. Yeah, yeah. When Tim, federal, Tim. When you get told by feds. No, you're wrong. You sure? You are wrong. They are oh. absolutely. She can tell him everything that happened in that room. She was not arrested. There was no subpoena, nothing. She is a private citizen being held against her will. Actually, it's without only legal in, representation. without legal representation. They are a special counsel. They are not the cops. She had, she was under no, she had to do nothing. She could have walked out of there and went on Twitter if it existed and verbatim said everything that happened in that room. Which is exactly what Giuliani did and all the Trump people did. Do they need to make you sign something? She didn't sign anything. No, I don't. I don't know if they need to make you sign something if if it's federal when they're telling you stuff. Of course, no, dude. What are you talking about? 
I just, I don't know. They play, you know, they play their, their no, ways. No, no. I'm telling you. She okay. had, if she had called up Bill Clinton and said, hey, Bill, they know about everything. They have tapes. She would have been encouraged him, encouraging him to tell the truth. How is that illegal? Yeah. So and that, even perhaps postpone that testimony yeah, for a few days. Exactly. You so know? the whole thing was an utter, like, just a cacophony of bullshit that they threw what? at her the whole time. Okay. All right. So, Tim, before we move on, I just want to make sure that you are never in the company of law enforcement. Because, <laughs> well, well, no, I, you know, I've never really oh, been in that situation. I, well, as a career crim I criminal filmmaker, I will tell you this. I have many times in my life complained about Wait, America. A career criminal, you made one pot movie. <laughs> no, well, you know, there's an old joke that <laughs> all people become filmmakers because you didn't really want to rob the bank. You just want to make a movie about it. That's kind of like an, it's kind of like a film I, in no, joke. I know what you mean. Like, yeah. like, cause that directors you have to do the research. You have to know the info. Well, that just directors are criminals. There also happens to be like a lot of directors who make love, just like crime movies are very popular. Anyway, long story short, I always tell my son, don't say anything to the police. <laughs> don't, no, you, me too. If you meet a police a officer and they say, Hey, did you ever steal anything? Tell them never. Um, because uh, quite honestly, that's what this episode made me think. As like a liberal guy who often complains about America or whatever, blah, blah, blah. The truth is you have a lot of rights in this country. And one of them is you cannot be held or questioned or intimidated by law enforcement without them having a real reason to do it or having the backing of documentation, a judge or a spe or if the special counsel wants to, they can subpoena people, right? Uh -huh. She was subpoenaed, but yes. that was not what they were bringing her in for. Okay. If, if she was, if they subpoena her in and then she refuses to answer questions and such, Tim, that's a different situation. That's contempt. No, but yeah. what I was, they I just was grabbed the her off the street. I was under the impression though, if say they have a warrant out for you and they pull me in. Yeah. That's a warrant though. Right. Wait, wait, we're trying to, or whatever. We're trying to get to Axel. We're trying to build a case on Axel and I don't have enough for them to hold me. They let me go. And I call you and tell you the feds are on to you. I thought that was also uh, like witness tampering. Tampering, yes. No, it's not. In, in 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 another case, it might be. And each case, and as a lawyer speak, every case is different, right? We need Alex. But in, yeah, we do. <laughs> I think of my friend Jeremy too. We do need Alex. But my understanding of the law is this: as soon as they walked up to her with Linda. She could have stood up and said, leave me alone. And they could have said, blah, blah, blah. She said, oh, I have no reason to listen to you. I'm walking away now. If you follow me, I'm calling the police. And they couldn't have done anything. 
Right. And she could have just walked away from the very beginning. Which is essentially what happened. At the yeah. end, when the when After the awesome lawyer, hours. yeah, when the law awesome lawyer from New York, my wife was like, <laughs> "Yeah, they found the right lawyer there. That guy was the he's and such he, a great actor too." And he was a malpractice lawyer. Yeah, <laughs> and I guess he did cuss a lot when he got on the phone with them. That's what she said. Dad's malpractice lawyer. <laughs> His malpractice friend. But that's like, what wow. that's that's also what Perry said. She's like, think about it. If you're a malpractice lawyer, yeah, you're you're, you're a beast. Yeah. yeah, because you're going after victims, basically. <laughs> you know, people that feel like they've had shitty medical care, and you are going after them and defending the doctor. Yeah, um, which is kind of crazy. But man, he he just oh, that was a beautiful scene. He was just like, I want that in writing. We've been down that road with the mother. Too bad. So sad. <laughs> I, oh, man. He is such a great actor. And I was happy to see him in this role because I had, I believe I'd read something or, oh, gosh, I don't have his name handy. But he, I think he was ill for a little while. And I, he, I hadn't seen him in some stuff. But he is, man, what a great actor. He reminded me uh I forget there was a guy from uh, Ocean's Eleven that was a very similar type role. Oh yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yes, you like the, yeah, like he's mm. you know what he's played that role too, like the fixer. Definitely. Uh, Fred Melamed Melamed oh. Malamude, I think is his name. Is that the way you M- pronounce it? M E L A M E D. Oh okay. Malmud. Malmed. Malmed. Okay. What a great act. He's been in a lot of stuff. 103 things he was yeah. acted in. Wow. Yeah, Fred Malamud. So, yeah. The, um, and, you know, what you said before about the episode not going a lot of places, I thought that was one of the most interesting parts of it because I was so I, – I felt that tension for her. Like – you can go, but you can't go. And it's, it was like, what do you do? Like that trapped feeling. I I started getting anxious for her. And when I saw her making those moves and going through the mall and I'm like, wow, I'm like, you know, she knows how to like evade a little bit. She Mm -hmm. got to the phone, (laughs) you know, and and it was pay pay phones. I don't know if you, you know, kids don't remember what those are now. Remember she, she, she had that little calling card. Yes, and yes. that was even better. That was so like so like nineties. Like a lot of people had that for calling like from state to state. Yeah. Well, and she was even so paranoid at that point. She's in the women's restroom trying to make a call, and that woman's breastfeeding her baby, and she's like, Are you with them? And it's just like to think even the woman breastfeeding her baby in the sitting area of the bathroom is secret service or FBI or something. Um, you know, it's it just kind of mind blowing. Right. Um, I don't know. I mean, I also think it's just weird. The whole place, ba- the whole thing basically took place at the mall and the Ritz Carlton. I know. It's, you know, oh, it's God. like, it could have been worse if they could have had her in like some dark dingy True. room somewhere. That's why but this was like so bizarre. They went down a crate and barrel. They went out and had a burger. I mean, it's just like grueling and yet so surreal at the same time. Yeah, I, I, I think um, 
it was so surreal. It was so weird. It was such great casting of Colin Hanks just for this episode. You know, I was thinking about him as an actor, and he's got a very similar quality to his father, Tom Hanks, where they're just very genuine and compassionate for, you know, and he just seemed, you know, he, he was really good with her because I think off the bat, he, he all of a sudden he's like, holy shit, this is like a 24 year old ball of hormones and emotion. And I don't think I was totally expecting I this. Know. Um, he, I think she... supposedly they said he was a real ladies man at that time, too. So I could see him. I could see him almost kind of in real life, perhaps being like, she's an attractive young woman sympathetic you know he i'm sure he's kind of got those skills that just kind of kick in where he's working her a little bit try but in a very nice way you know not like jackie bennett well good you know there was he wanted to try the good cop approach like let's you know ease her in i think also like realizing her background like you know she's a a little more well-to-do like not used to it's not like picking up a perp off the street like talk to her nice, like say, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the other guy just came in like, and kind of ruined it. Yeah. 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 Well, he yep. came in the room, started waving his dick around yep. and you know, that backfired. And they, and they did a good job of, I thought that this was a very good payout from the office kind of politics. We've seen these two engage in previously mm. in the meeting and in sitting in, in Ken Starr's office and you know I and by the way doesn't that actor really that he always I always think it's Lindsey Graham that he's playing Lindsey Graham like he just looks like him is it is that just me I don't know maybe it's just I me think he looks like Ken Starr okay <laughs> I don't know why I think that but it's just like I'm like is he playing wait that's no that's Ken Starr it's um, an old wrinkly white guy thing I thought Ken Starr had darker hair maybe I no, he's, I think he was sandy-haired. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was the way they built it up, and then it comes out here. And also the thing I have to say is, Jackie Bennett, he is not good at this. He's terrible. Oh, the, the, awful. Like, you know who's good at it? G- who's good at it is the lawyer, uh, what's his name, uh, that we were just talking about. Ginsburg. Ginsburg. He's good at it. He's good at intimidating people. Okay. He's from New York. This motherfucker, Jackie Bennett, is just some fucking dime store prick. He just starts yelling at her like it's stupid. And I love the way that happened because she's kind of looking at him sometimes like, are you serious? Like, yeah, she almost. Expected yeah. her to go tell him to fuck himself Except, at one point because yeah. she looked at him like, "Who do you think you are?" Yeah. You know. Yeah, you're right, Tim. He fucked it up. They may have had her if Mike was allowed to keep on talking to her and explaining the situation to her. The like, be actually being honest with her. If they were honest with her, they may have had her. If they have yeah. pushed, look, he's the president. He's not going to give this up for you. Right. Like if they had worked that angle a little bit more or had tried, I think that they were getting somewhere a little bit. Right. But as soon as that dickhead came and start and he's a great actor, too. He and he's always playing an asshole. Yes. But um, 
he ruined it. You're right. Like he pushed her more towards not cooperating. Right. Like she said, actually, I'm thinking of not cooperating. Yeah. And I, I was like, yes, Monica. So it was kind of funny. I was expecting like a real interrogation. And what this was, was just like a, a freaking Keystone Cops type of endeavor of 11 or 12 hours of a, a total waste of time. Well, that is kind of, I didn't put it together until Gina really said it at the beginning of the episode. And now I'm, I'm starting to realize that this crime, this American crime, is is more about the blundering of the government and the waste. Yeah, yeah, you were saying that. I agree. I know, yeah, Tim. Like, I, I think it you know, is. You're right. Like now that and now that you're, you know, we're talking about it more. It makes more sense because yeah. this episode was pivotal. Because right, you you know, they started on this investigation, you know, in the mall, and then we got the whole piece, and now we're back at the mall. So right now, anything from here on out is going to be basically new stuff. Right. Because we were kind of waiting. What was the mall about? You know, like, what what was this? Yeah, you know? Yeah. And uh, it's almost like a crime show, you know, uh, I mean, a murder show when you see the murder happen and then all of a sudden, you know. Oh, yeah. It's back. the same. I, th- I mean, usually, I think that's purposeful. Yeah. But definitely. usually it's the, it's the ending when you find out. Yeah. Now we're going to find out like the beginning of their blundering. Well, it's the ending of everyone having fun because the Kraken's about to be released. <laughs> that's what it's the ending of. Sure. And the real and and I keep on saying the adults are about to arrive. Well, it's taking a few episodes, but that's it. I think what's we're gonna see is you know it was kind. Of, I, I think it's you make a good point, Tim. It's it's a culmination of the this idiocy here. Now the idiocy is gonna move into the public sphere, and I think that that's that's interesting for me. But before we move on to that and, and speculate a little bit, I did want to mention Mira Sorvino. I mean, yeah. she was fantastic. I, I, yeah. I, I, I'm watching the thing and I, I couldn't, I had my glasses off because my wife was massaging my scalp. She's a beautiful <laughs> wife. She does that for me. And, um, my glasses get in the way, you know, and, um, I couldn't see. And I said to her, this lady's doing like a Mira Savino impersonation. She's awesome. And she was like, that's her. And I, oh my God. She's, I, I, she, she's a great actress. She, you know, she, I mean, she's had an I, off and on career, but this was great. I had no idea that that was her. Yeah. yeah. And she actually looks a lot like Monica Lewinsky's actual mother. Um, looking at that Vanity Fair casting thing, just the way she was made up. They did her nose like, too. Wow. They, they had a lot of. Yeah. Right. Yeah, all the prosthetics on this is they're having a great time. They are but, having a great time. So another amazing character is Ann Coulter's character. Oh my oh god. god. Ha, the the voice, the mannerisms, yes. it's spot on. And uh, you know, I'm not a big Ann Coulter person. Like the only times I've really seen her stuff is when she's on, been on Bill Maher. So um I just know I'm I'm not a fan of of her shit like just the way she talks about stuff so i don't know her whole history but like is this something that like got her jumping off yeah is that so yeah i think i think she'd had like a book maybe kind of a year or two or before this but yeah i think this kind of helped put her 
uh, you know, I mean, she's calling her own weird media ladder, right? With yeah, I, I, these weird lawyers. That's the part that, like, I don't know of this story is where the, like, the media comes into this. We'll you know, see. Like, it's gonna, we're going to see yeah, it. Yeah. So I think that's cool. Like, because, like, you know, I know the overall story, but, like, not that like where they play it and i thought that i think it's really awesome that there's real players like it's real people you know that that obviously you know we know t today yeah you know? i know and i have to say speaking of it being real people <clears throat> this is i say this in no way to offend any of the other actors or makeup people but why is it that the worst person on the show is the only person who gets a better looking person or they make them look better <laughs> than in real life. Because let me tell you something, okay? That it just, Colby Smold, like she's trying her best, but it's like a supermodel playing her, you know? I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's not fair. And it and I know that Ryan, Mur they were probably sitting there going, God damn it, we're making her look better. And I know, I, I think there were, I think Ann Coulter, I read a quote or something when she was like, great casting or something like that, um, or a tweet. I think it was a tweet where she but said, I, like, at least they got they casted me well or something. And I was I like, no like shit. It's the it's the the, the her uh, height, her, her frame. And I think it's yeah. got to be the voice, like, because that's. It's, you know, the voice is killer. It's like, so, she's a so great on. actress, Kobe Smoltz. Yeah. She really is. I mean, she was on the I, I wasn't a huge fan of the mom show, but I mean, I, I mentioned she was in that workout movie and every the little indie when she does. And I loved her in that Portland TV show that got canceled. But um, I can't remember what it was called. Stumptown. Mm. She was good in that, too. But I think she has a lot of range and she's doing she's really. That whole thing with let's listen to the tapes and I'm sitting to I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I'm sorry, I don't care what kind of wonks you are, or political geeks, you are not going to want to listen to 28 hours of these two women talking <laughs> about Weight Watchers and, and running on treadmills. And and I was right because they look well, like they made a mistake. What was it? She said she goes. I think I now understand why some cultures drown their female babies or something. <laughs> She's kind <laughs> of funny. Like harsh. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So, another one. How does George Stephanopoulos fit in this? What? What was he in this episode? Isn't that the George they're with? No, 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 uh -uh. no, no, no. George worked for Clinton. He was in the first or second like episode. No, that's a different guy. He he was he was uh one he's one of the lawyers. Oh, George Conway. All right, yeah. I just looked it up. Oh, yeah, George you know who Conway. that is. For, oh my God, that's right. Oh, I holy crap. Oh my that's God. Kellyanne Conway's husband, dude. No way. I yes. Holy crap. It takes oh us seven God. episodes or whatever to figure holy it out. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, he, the reason I said because he looked and sounded just like. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up, Tim. I'm like, glad like uh, Stephanopoulos. I knew he was involved with the Clintons. I thought maybe no. like. I can't believe Kelly I didn't put Ann that Conway's together. Husband. It wasn't I, until you said Con. And I was like, God. I must have thought of that and forgot or something, but well, gosh. that character just seems so insignificant compared to the Ann Coulter. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like she steals 
Colby is stealing the show every time she's in a scene because you can't take your eyes off her. You can't help but just listen to her because yep. the voice is so mesmerizing. <laughs> and so all these, I, who's the other one? If that was that one's George Conway, there's another guy in the room that who knows who he is, wow. but he's I, probably also think, very significant. But you, you, Oh, go ahead, Tim. It might be uh, Jim Fisher. You know, Teddy, Teddy Sears character, right? Yeah. You know what, um, Gina? <sighs> Knowing that totally inf- must have informed the way they're directing and writing these scenes and the way she is intimidating and bullying him seems very familiar. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> to Maybe perhaps he had a crush the wife. on Anne yeah, and exactly. wanted to find a woman so much like her. But it's so fun. It's funny too because it plays into that whole conservative cuck thing, you know, where that became such an ant like a gosh, man, it seemed like you couldn't go anywhere without someone on Twitter or so or you know, just that became such a conservative bud, buzzword to like any man that wasn't like Mr. Macho was, but then yet it seems like so many of the men are in awe of, and just like, you know, she walks all over them and they love it. You know, he, mm-hmm. he, he's like, okay, fine. We'll listen to the, t- <laughs> okay. And I'll just drop everything I'm doing in my life for the next fucking 28 hours <laughs> to do what you're telling me to do. You know, like it was, it's just, it's, it's, I can see that now how pointed that is. Ah, Mm -hmm. wow. And maybe that's also another part, like the show, how just deep seated this, you know, everybody in politics is like that, you know, that should be another crime. Like all these people just with all their agendas, you (laughs) know, like really like it's just, that's what it is though, man. It's like, it's endless. Fucking up our government yeah. from the deep inside for decades. Yeah, yeah. right. The decades. game, you know, like it's it's all about the game and everyone gets sucked in. And I think, Tim, you're right. I mean, I do think the overall theme of this show, and as we've been talking about it too, is the people that get ground in the gears and the people who become want to become the gears right like people like monica her mother her father they're just living their life you know what i mean and monica isn't looking to be some big power she's not using the fact that she's having an affair with the president to get anything except more time with the president you know yeah or completely out yeah she's not manipulating anyone else you know a job at the un and she's like i really don't want to work in government ever again (laughs) it also right and shows showing that her parents are more socialized than like political people like it it doesn't make sense like usually those political people come from political background. Like my, my, my uncle was this, my father, you know, mm-hmm. and she was just kind of wanting like a new experience. Like, yeah, and yeah. that's the wild part. Um, but what I wanted to bring up, like it's the way uh, the, the power in government is really kind of like mind blowing because none of these jobs are super high paying, you know, granted, like, you know, we find out the moves you make, the, the jobs you get afterwards. But most of these jobs, even like Linda getting, like they said, almost six figures 
at the Pentagon, like you be quiet and you work the rest of your career and you retire happily ever after. Like you're golden in 1994, making six figures or whatever, yeah. like at the Pentagon, like to pushing papers and, you know, the, the job seemed not super uh, like it wasn't a, a very prestigious job, but she had a job. She was doing something. She was getting to go certain places like, you, you know, be grateful at that point. But they still I see it all the time. Like you just some people, it, you know, just in my job would rather take uh, a title with no money so that their name could be on something, a piece of paper, than waiting and doing the right thing and getting the proper title to fit that. So they'll like take like a, a provisional type of thing from a politician and it happens all the time and all they want is the prestige yeah they don't really want the cachet man yeah like it and i can only imagine you know like i said i'm a i work in local government in the township it's granted it's the biggest township in the country but it's still just a microcosm of of that level yeah and they're always pushing to get into the next spot and you know like even that one scene with clinton starts bragging about how many women he put in all those different cabinet offices (laughs) and spots like (laughs) just to prove something like everybody's trying to to prove something and now you know all those cabinet spots probably who knows where they went you know and where they're at and it just that's kind of the, the like gross disgusting part of it is that all these people are just vo- jockeying for like higher recognition. Yeah. Well, of all the people that he named in that runoff, Janet Yellen's still around, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh no, there were a lot of them. Yeah. I mean, I think he did good. Th- I mean, just in the same yeah. way, but I mean, that's the, that's the catch 22 with politics, right? Is, I mean, it's just like, we all love Michael Jordan, but he's a fucking prick. Like, you know, <laughs> you know I mean? like really want to hang out with a guy that would like beat you to death to beat to like have like a like in a golf game or something. I mean, it's just competitive shark people. And I think well, and that's, that's the other part of it. You you are essentially constantly going to fundraisers and yeah. doing all these things for your for the party at that level when you're in those jobs. So even those appointed jobs like Linda, she's got to go out and bust her hump, do all this extra stuff, you know, to keep her position. You know, those appointed positions can go right away. And it, it, you know, they don't show that side of it. But all these people are constantly working behind the scenes, especially when it's, you know, uh, time to run. Well, you know, that is true. But there is something to be said, too. And I don't you know, I don't want to be be a, a voice of pro politics but there are people who are trying to make positive changes and i think that this is an exa- this particular event is being made into a tv show why because it is the confluence of so many people right and a situation in which exemplifies a certain aspect of american politics now Say what you will, you couldn't be making anything like this about the Obamas, you know. Right. I, I, 
Yet. They weren't making decisions like this. No, not yet. Not ever. You, it, there's no yeah. stories there. <laughs> like, they just worked. They just worked and did their job. You know, it was a different, it's different people. And even if it's the same party, it doesn't mean that they are the same type of person. I if think, anything, you know, I mean, I think you might say the same for the George W. Bush, not George W., the original Bush. Um, what happens when we get thing, American you know? crime story drones over schools? <laughs> well, that's, that's, that, that stretches many presidents, my friend. That's an yeah. industrial complex, a military no, I'm, industrial I'm just, complex. Yeah. I'm just, I think I'm if, just stretching. if anything, Bill Clinton was the example to every yeah. future president of here's not what to do if you want to become president. Yeah, and, and like, he was a become president. And he was a, I mean, you know, there, there's a certain charisma and charismatic um, uh, following that he had in a way. And I, and I mean, like, so I think this show does kind of talk a lot. I mean, it does have to say a lot about the 90s and a lot about, you know, some of the things we're forgetting is, too, is setting the stage of being a very unique time in American history when we yeah. didn't have an enemy, right? Uh, you, uh -huh. the, the wall had fallen, that 9-11 had not yet happened. This was a unique time. And what happened, we turned in on each other, right? And we became, they became the enemy. Each other became the enemy. And I think that that is, that's something that says something about America. And for this show too, a lot of it is about the, and the uh, kind of sensational entertainment aspects of all the interesting, weird people who were trying to be famous out of this, you know? Um, you know, they're going to make a documentary about the, um, what is it, that car dealership where Giuliani did the, or, or what was it? Um, what was it, it was a close? It was Cleaners? a supply store or oh, something. Okay. I remember what it was. <laughs> but that's like a similar It was like a Four Seasons gardening place. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. So Instead of a Four Seasons hotel. That they'll they could do one they'll do one like that with Trump too. He's a certain type of thing. But like I'm saying, like I don't think they could make there's no I don't know that there's no equivalent America crime story to be made out of the first George Bush's administration. You know, there just isn't. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that there, it, this is, you're right about things, but I, and everyone can have different political opinions, but I am of the opinion that this does not represent everyone in Washington or everyone who's involved in politics. I don't, I'm not going to paint as broad a brush, but it does illustrate what can happen in politics, right? Like it well, could always happen, right? That's, I just think so. that the way it shows the, the cogs moving through, yeah. you know, through the whole system. Yeah, that's true, though. Uh -huh. That's true. But not everybody. I don't think Washington is always like that. And the, and from people I know who have well, been in administrations and then left and then it's like stayed in D.C. It's like you can feel it's like it's like when a graduating class leaves or something. Right. Like you describe it in a generalized way, even though it's so many individual people. It just has a theme or a feeling to it, you know? And I think that definitely this whole impeachment was like a culmination of a theme with the Clintons, but also with Republicans at the time and what was to come. I mean... Well, we still have to see what's to come because yeah. now, like you know, we said it kind of 
we don't know where it's, I mean, we know where it's headed, but we don't know who the focus will be now. Well, we got, I, I, I heard a voice in the trailer. I, I, oh, I don't watch those. <laughs> you know what I, I actually liked when you said earlier about setting context is how they did set the context with Paula Jones and that this was uh, behavior pre, you know, that was carried over. Like this wasn't some fluke thing. Right. You know, and I, I think that was that's very important. That kind of like really like made made more of a, an impact to me. Like, you know, now that we're talking about it, of like a general thing, it's not really I, I feel like it's way less about Bill Clinton himself. Yeah. Well, American is the first word in the title. <laughs> Crimes the second. Yeah. And then story. And that's the name of the podcast, everyone. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I think we've reached the end. This was amazing. Um, does anyone have anything else that they want? Did we forget to chat about anything? I don't think so. I no, mean, I think it was just—it it was a very saturated episode, that's for sure. Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was great. Many twists and turns, but I thought the best part was that we got to have Tim on the podcast today. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, pal. Oh, thank you for filling in for me the rest of the season. I know Gina wanted to do this with me originally. But... <laughs> <laughs> hey, we might have you next season because it's Studio 54. Oh, yeah. I already uh, scoped that. I said, you know, I want dibs if we're uh, if you're doing it. It's Studio 54, American Crime Story. That's what it's going to be. Yeah. yeah, I happened to when I was oh looking up God. characters, I saw the four was there. I clicked it and it said Studio 54. That's perfect. Wow, that's that'll so be amazing. That's right up my We'll wheel. see a lot of great, like, you know, celebrity. Who's going to, I mean, so oh, many God. people are going to get a chance to play so many different celebrities. That's going to be yeah. kind of awesome. And there's been some great docs, and there was Party Monster. Um, there's been a couple about the whole thing that went on there. And well, uh, pa Party Monster wasn't Studio 54. Oh, that, what was pa Party Monster wasn't Studio 54? No, that was Limelight. Oh, You're that thinking, was later. Uh, okay, you're right. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. Stars, stars on 54. That okay. Was, but yeah, no, it, that's that's a cool thing. You um, know better. Another, you went to those clubs. Oh, I wasn't old enough for 54, but... Wait a second. Um, How old are you, Tim? 42. Oh, gosh. I thought you were like 79 or something. Um, <laughs> you're so mean. I'm an old soul. <laughs> Oh, so oh, it's the bald head that got me. I'm sorry. Buddy. I wanted to give a little bit of a recommendation. If anybody likes this show so far, uh, not the podcast, um, the actual show. <laughs> um, I just started uh, Dope Sick on oh, okay. Hulu. And oh. It is very similarly structured. And it's very um, similar as far as uh, government case and and like big figures that people know interesting it, it's about big pharma it's not really about uh like junkies or anything even though it sounds like the title um michael keaton is one of the leads he's he's actually excellent um and uh yeah it's just a very good show and and it reminded me a lot of the way this is it starts off you know different times it moves mm -hmm. back and forth uh inside some you're inside some courtroom, you're inside some investigation. So, uh, you know, it's, it's in the same vein. Interesting. Very Yeah. Cool. I've seen some previews for that and it looks pretty good. It, you know, in the previews, it kind of reminded me of 
the movie Spotlight, which Michael Keaton oh, was also in. Yes. Just because it's like a big investigative reveal type of story. But, yeah, he's yeah. getting a little typecast, I guess, in his, yeah. his older age. But he's he's actually, I, I think, uh, he plays a doctor in this one, and he, he's actually quite quite good. That's all. Spotlight, directed by Thomas McCarthy, who was an actor in The Wire, and who was also the original director of the pilot of Game of Thrones, oh, which they never aired. Right, because it was so horrible. Yep, because he did not take it in the direction. And I was like, that is not the right guy to get to direct that. But they were, I think it was right off. I think because, yeah, they kind of knew him through the wire. HBO always keeps it in the family. But yeah. If I, if I can sell you even, even more, I caught in the credits uh, on one of the three episodes that I watched because they released three. One of the episodes was directed by the great Barry Levinson. Nice. Oh. Fantastic. All right. Um, I, I'll just say one more thing. Since we're on American Crime Story, I think a great thing to do with politicians moving forward who want to hold office is to put them in a squid game environment. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't watched that yet, oh my gosh, I've had the craziest dreams after finishing that show. I got to get back into that. Ooh. That's about uh, fishermen? Totally. Squid, squid fishermen? <laughs> no. Exactly. It's, on, it's a oh, new yeah, Discovery yeah. Channel show. I mean, either Squid Games or Term Limits. One or the other works for me. There you go, baby. Uh, are Term Limits really working? Uh-oh. What do you mean, are they? Well, yeah. <laughs> Senators who have been in the office for 67 years. Tim, you probably that remember that. Oh, here we go again. <laughs> That's my new joke, calling Tim Ole. I don't even know why I'm doing it. It's just it's fun. Hey, listen, we're going to wrap this up. But before go. we go, I do just want to give a shout out to Tim again and thank him for coming on. You gave me the energy, man. You gave me that boost that I needed to get uh, get back to talking. Now I could feel like I could talk the rest of the night now. But no, um, it is. when old guys come you. on, they make the young guys feel like nice and energy. You do. Yep, you did. You gave me that kick of energy, old man. Well, I love you, man. It's been great. Thank you, Gina. Of course, it's amazing to talk to you every week. We only got, what do we got? Four more episodes left. Um, I think so. We're going to take it from here. We'll see. Maybe we'll have Tim back again. Maybe we'll have Matt, Jenny. Maybe we'll get another guest. I've been trying to get my friend Arif to come on. He's been watching the show. So we'll see what we do, but we will be back next week. And I want to thank everyone for waiting a couple days. We released this late. We'll be back on our normal uh what were we doing thursdays right um, next week was it yeah, wednesday or thursday it, releasing it thursday yeah recording wednesdays yeah. there you go so we'll, we'll we'll be back on that next week but until then thanks for listening and i love you guys like linda Tripp loves her friends yeah baby oh. peace <laughs>
I don't know what I'm doing. I'm Rock. I'm Roscoe Pico train. Yeah, Arkansas is oh. hard to do that accent. Oh man. All right. I'll talk to you all later. Okay. Bye. Bye, Bye. guys.